you're tuned into Toby Talks, Episode 8, Certified Nurse Assistant, because every nurse superhero needs a badass sidekick. For many of you out there who don't know me, I am a huge superhero fan. Like, I love all the Marvel movies. I usually watch them the day they come out. Okay, Um, and since I'm already on here, Team Wakanda. What I really love most about superhero movies is that it takes literally a whole team to, like, battle, you know, and actually take on a villain or work together to get something done. And I look at healthcare the same way. Like, there is no way I can call myself a superhero nurse and not give credit to those who have helped me take care of my patient. They say this a lot in Africa, that it takes a village to take care of a child. Well, it's the same thing in healthcare. It takes a healthcare system to help give health to one patient. So I just really have to say that I could not have been a superhero nurse without my badass sidekick, CNAs, or PCTs helping me. And I started as a PCT. I actually was a nurse tech when I graduated. Um, Well, before I even graduated, I was a nurse tech. And my experiences is what helped me continue to pursue my nursing career. So I just kind of wanted to have this topic today because there's so much stigma and stereotypes about what a, uh, a certified nurse assistant does or what a PCT does, which is a patient care tech. And it's more than just bathing a patient or taking a patient to lab. But I feel like I'm already telling you guys too much. So let's go ahead and hop into this conversation. Tell me about how you just got the desire of wanting to even get into this healthcare field and and actually wanting to become a nurse one day. So where did my desire come from? Um, Man. And I have to kind of, you have to kind of go back into some backstory, right? Like in my entire life, I've always loved like helping people. I've just had a very um, servant heart, you know, like I, I love being there and just trying to build people up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've gone through a lot of different jobs of like uh, construction and just other things where I thought, you know, I can help them do this. I can help them do that. Like I can always find a way of the silver lining, if you will, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, and when I was younger and then I, as I got older, I started saying, you know, I, I, I don't want to grind my body down. I want to do something where I feel like I'm making a difference. And, um, you know, you fast forward to mid twenties, I moved to Lubbock. I, uh, I get this idea of like, well, maybe I'll become a, you know, uh, radiology tech, you know, mm-hmm. they make good money. Da, 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 like you know, I'll be helping people. Like, sounds good. So uh, I got a job at, as a transporter at UMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hospital up in Lubbock, Texas. Started kind of checking the whole hospital out, seeing what I liked, what I didn't like. Even had some experiences of seeing some nursing things that I was like, nope, not going to do it. Not about not that. too far. <laughs> you, right, I'm not about that life. You've done too much. Ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> I don't know if they told you about that in nursing school, but that is not what I thought nurses were supposed to do. Right. I can't correct it. I, I didn't know. That's good. That's good. I didn't know. So, um, you know, I, I was feeling the whole, you know, I just started doing my prereqs for school and stuff like that. And then I realized like about a year in, I was like, man, I can't be stuck in a room. Like it's not my, my personality. I can't do the same thing in a room every day. You know, mm-hmm. I said, well, nursing is the other, the, the other best option. I'm going to have to get over those things that I think I didn't want to do. What you once thought was something you could never like, like, nope, not going to do it. I can't do it. That's not my style. I, I can't get past that, you know, mentally. Mm-hmm. is now such a normal thing that you just realize, like, people just need help. 
Yes. And it's just as embarrassing for that person as it is for you. And you as a, like, as a medical professional, you have to elevate yourself. You know what I mean? You have to say, it's okay. You have to make them feel comfortable. Like, it's okay. We do this every day. Um, it's an honor to serve you because really yes. that's what we the mentality we need to have. Right. Like we're, we have the blessing of like service yes. to people who need it and to do things for these people that they're even embarrassed to like let you do to them because yes. nobody wants to do half of the stuff that nurses, nursing staff and medical staff have to do for our patients. They don't, the patients don't want, you know, everybody has a level of pride where they want to be independent. Right. Yeah. No, go ahead. I love that you said that. That's, uh, that's an awesome statement. Oh yeah. Well, it's just, a, it's just that realization after time of like, we're here to serve and provide um, comfort for our patients. And the best thing that in my personal opinion that we can do for our patients is to make them forget about what they're going through by providing them comfort and joy and just being yourself. Cause if there's anything patients can tell is when you're not being yourself. Okay. They'll know when you think you can't be quick. anybody else, you know, mm-hmm. they'll sense fakeness real quick. Just like we mm-hmm. be normal. We can sense when someone's being fake and not real to us the same way a patient can. Like we can tell when you being real and we can tell when you being disrespectful, rude, not about trying to, you know, take care of me. Like you said, we are honored to take care of someone in their most vulnerable state. Like you are vulnerable and you're allowing me to take care of you. That, is an honor on my behalf because I know if I was in your shoes, how I would feel being vulnerable and having to depend on you. So to know that I am honored to do that for you and keep your dignity and show you that I'm going to love on you. I'm going to take care of you. Like it's my own body. That is exactly what it's like to be in the nursing field, be in that role, being that atmosphere. And, and that's that little, to me, that's that little golden nugget, right? That, that reminds you, you know what I mean? Like when you're, when you feel maybe you're a little off course, like, man, what am I, I don't, I'm not in the zone. What am I doing wrong? Like I remind myself of that when I'm in, out of the zone, like this is a privilege and I'm honoring these people by serving them, you know? Yes. And how would I feel if I was in their position? Yes. So in a kind of in a roundabout way of answering your question of like why I got into this field, like this is why I got into this field because I have the opportunity to do something that most people don't even know how to do, want to do, believe is necessary to do. Like you elevate people out of the life situation that they're in and you make a difference. And with the most little itty bitty tweak that you think is not a big deal, the family members, the patients to them, it's a big deal because Mm -hmm. they're the ones going through that difficult time in that moment, you know? So why did you choose to become a nurse tech? Like, how did that come about? Like you said, you did radiology and you decided, man, I want to shift into, you know, actually being in that nursing field. What made you want to do it? Become a nurse tech? Mm. So that's a good question. I was, uh, I knew that my next option was going to be nursing. Right. And so um, I had done other stuff like before I got a job that I'm at, that I have now as PCT or as a support tech before that, um, I worked at an adult daycare center for mentally disabled adults, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of taught them like daily, daily living stuff. And that was cool, but I knew that that's not where I wanted to be. And this opportunity came out, you know, at the hospital that I work at. And um, I applied for the position. And I was like, well, let me gain some experience to see if, one, this is what I want to dedicate my life to, you know, as being an older, you know, uh, professional, like, hey, I don't want to waste, you know, 
four years of my life and then find out that that's not what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. I knew that if I could get this job, I could open my eyes to what nurses really do and what, you know, what it is to really work in a hospital and being on that side of it instead of just transporting people from one room to another, or from radiology to a room or wherever the case may be. So and um, were you scared was, to do that? It was... Um, I was not only because I was really excited to have the job because to me it was a ble- it was a blessing right mm-hmm. like I was already by the time I got this job like I was already done with my adult daycare center place like I w- I need to find another job and then this same day I made that decision this blessing came in turn you know go from like stress to like super excited oh man can't wait to see what this has to hold for me you know. And I walk into this hospital and my first day I walk in, I'm like, I have a volunteer walking me to, uh, to the floor. He's in a wheelchair. Uh, he threw me off cause I, I just hadn't had a lot of experience with that. And I thought, you know, I got there's nothing in the hospital has to throw my way that I'm not going to have it seen before, you know? Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong. Did this, has this hospital orthopedic hospital, like opened my mind to just like the beauty of, people being different and unique and, and being amazing, like not judging a book by its cover, by the unique differences that that person has that makes them special, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Looking at it now, you know, like having an opportunity to work there for as long as I have and like being able to appreciate the, the strength that so many of our patients have and that you don't see on a regular basis in this world because we're all a, woe is me kind of personality, you know? Yeah, yeah. Culture. And, like, kids in general are just resilient. But, like, I feel like these kids that are in and out of hospitals and for their entire lives, man, they just have a totally different outlook on life. They do. And they do. They really do. It's inspiring. We underestimate them. That's the crazy thing. We actually underestimate them. We kind of put their disability as a stigma and think that, oh, they can't do this. Boy, is you wrong. Them kids will outshine you. Okay? You said it. You said it. And But you don't know it until you live it. Like, it's just like so many other things in life. Like, we all, we all form opinions from what we can gather. But when you're right there in the driver's seat of, like, seeing firsthand what people go through and what they can overcome, it's inspiring to, like, know that people with quote unquote less, which which people would say less, truly have so much more. So much more. And it's so much and more. like chew on that fat for a little bit of like realizing, you know what I mean? Like how thankful they are to just have people to talk to and fan, their family members are just, oh my God, overwhelmingly appreciative. And you get so many thank yous and hugs for getting them sheets. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're welcome. You know what I mean? But they're just thankful to, that somebody actually did what they said they were going to do or yeah. that they were just treating them like, like family. Cause that's what we do at our place. We treat you like family, you know? So for me, as uh, I guess on, uh, I would like to know from your viewpoint as a patient care tech, what does the role entail? Like really tell me about what it is to be a patient care tech. Give me a day in the life of David on the unit. A day in the life of David is you come in, you clock in at 6.45, you get on the, oh, well, before 6.45, because you have to be on the unit by 6.45. You gather all your information, which is like who your patient list is, who your nurses are, what surgeries are going to happen regarding the patients that you have. So you can kind of get a, uh, an idea of like what your, how you're going to schedule your day out as far as like, you know, what their shift situation is, the Q2, Q4. 
So like QA, Q shifts, Q all that. That's uh, like your vital sign. Okay. So like your blood pressure, your temperature. Um, then you have your R's and O's, which is like your intake and output for like fluids and um, any kind of food that they're taking in solids. And then also um, when they go to the restroom, are they are they voiding? Are they uh, having a BM or a bowel movement? If so, how many times a day during your shift? Um, what times? Just so that the doctors have a better understanding of like what's going on with the patient, right? Mm-hmm. And so depending on whatever the, the patient's going through or if they just got out of surgery or whatever the protocol is for, you know, uh, each patient, um, you either do it Q-shift, which for me will be every eight hours or every morning when I come in, or it'll be Q-12, so every 12 hours or four hours or two hours. Mm-hmm. And then, um, which will be like blood pressure and, and temperature and uh, respirations and all that good stuff. And then, um, you're usually your RIs and O's with your, um, how much you're drinking and taking in and putting out, uh, is every two hours. And that's just the common for us and at our hospital. So you just get started on your day. Wow. So it sounds like a variety of things that you do. And I heard that you say when you come in, not uh, yeah, only you get your patients, but you also get the nurses. So how do you work in hand with the nurses? Oh, that's a lot of fun. Um, so I'm really lucky that the nursing staff in my hospital, they're all pretty chill. You know, like they're all, I've known them for a long time. And so they're all, um, they work well, you know, very friendly to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically you come in, you gather all your uh, patient information on your end, and then you'll just touch base with them in the morning before your day gets started and say, Hey, what kind of information can you give me for, um, so, you know, these, these patients that I have for you. And so what they'll do is they'll get on their system. If they haven't already got a report, which majority of them do by the time I go speak to them, um, they'll give you the important stuff that you need to know as a tech, okay. which is what time they need their vital signs, um, R's and O's, um, are they going to take a shower today? Are they going to, do they wear diapers? Do you have to change them? Um, or do parents assist? Do they need um, to be lifted? Do they can they stand? Can they not stand? Do they need to be rolled every two hours uh, from side to side to avoid uh, pressure ulcers and things like that? Are we going to change our sheets? There's just um, a lot of a lot of things that need to be considered. But once you realize, like for especially for our hospital where we have lots of long term patients. Mm-hmm. Um, you just get into a routine of like, well, who needs what, what days uh, do they go to school? Because we are a children's hospital. Um, our long-term patients go to school there. So we have to get them up at a certain time, make sure that they, if they're showering that day, that they've showered, have their teeth brushed, put on clean clothes. Uh, we do a lot of traction stuff, which is um, a weighted system that assists um, the straightening of the spine for our scoliosis, scoliosis patients. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, so we have to make sure that there's a proper weight on that. And we just get started on a day, make sure they eat breakfast and all that good stuff. So that's in a nutshell what we do uh, first thing in the morning. And then it kind of just continues every two hours. You know, uh, vital signs, uh, R's and O's. If the parent's there, make sure you touch touching face with the parents, make sure they feel comfortable. And um, just, you know, try to um, sprinkle in, like, interacting with them because, you know, the parents miss adult interaction, too. You know, we may not understand where they're for their children, but they like to, if they're going to be there for months at a time, like, you might as well get to know them because they're wow. very appreciative and, and um, 
insightful. They can truly give you answers about their child that the kid is too young or not comfortable answering for answering for themselves. And so they can tell you, yeah, he's out of the restroom. Yeah. He's not feeling well, or he's a little stressed out. You might talking to him a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, they kind of give you the little like insight and mm-hmm. then you can kind of break in like you don't, you know, and really connect with the patient, which makes a huge difference in everything else because you're able to tell them, talk to them normally and tell them like, Hey, this is why we need to do this. This is why da, 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 da. And you form a bond and a relationship with them and they trust you. Man, so it just seems like what you're doing, just the role looks, seems so broad. And I really like that you went into the full details of not only how you are assisting the nurses with, their, with helping them get the vital signs, helping them get the um, intake and outtake of the patient and the kids and what they're eating. And you really are assisting the nurses, but not only are you assisting the nurses, you're also assisting the patients and their family. You were saying that you have to build relationship with the parents that are also there long-term because it also helps you understand the child and what the child needs because the parent knows best, of course. So how is that for you? Was this something that when you went into this role, was that something that was taught? Like, okay, this is how you're going to interact with the patient. This is how you're going to interact with the parent. Or is it something that you just gradually, naturally formed and know how to communicate? Like, how was that? Because that's a whole other aspect of a patient care tech is even building that relationship between the family and the patient. Right. Um, that's a very good question. Um, for me, the way that I was able to get into like the um, how to interact with the family members and the patient and all that good stuff was a little bit of both, to be quite honest with you. Um, I was lucky enough to where I have, I have like um, a blessing of like a natural skill set to like interact with people. Mm-hmm. And I, and I mean that in a very humble way, like I just, there's, it's just something that I, I connect with, you know, like I am open. I listen. I'm really good at listening and just letting people, um, especially at the beginning, tell you how they are. And um, I've, I'm big on asking questions. Like when you follow nursing staff, when you follow other professionals that have done this for a while, or you just know that they're good, I'm mm-hmm. very humble. I will watch you like a hawk and see what you're doing. Mm. Because I want to learn. Right. I want to make my experience with um, these patients as the best experience that they can possibly have, you know? Yeah. So, um to kind of elaborate on that is a little bit is like I, I have worked with several nurses that are just super awesome at um, interacting with patients, regardless of where they come from or where, what their um, life experience is. And mm-hmm. I and I watched them and I took notes and I asked them stuff. And then I realized one day through the whole process of doing this was like be yourself, right? Because we are our hospital is a teaching hospital, so we have a lot of like student nurses that come in every year and they they're trying to get their feet wet and they're trying to like really um, learn as much as they can. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I come in, I have a very unique way of being myself. Like I truly am myself. Mm-hmm. And so um, I finally had to tell a nurse student one day was like, if I can give you any advice that I could, you know, that you can take on for the rest of your life is be yourself. You can't be David. I can't be you. You can't be any other nurse. So do you. Do you boo-boo? And be honest. Like, mm. 
And it sounds so corny, right? Like you hear and you're like, oh yeah, do me. Okay. Like I didn't know. Especially if you You're like, I know, I know who I am. Thank you very much. You Thank know? you. I know but, me. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. And, it, and it's funny to tell another adult to do you, you know, like mm-hmm. regardless of whether you're a young adult, but it's like the best piece of advice you can give yourself, you know? I love how you said that. I really do. Like be you. And that is probably one of the best things you can learn when you are communicating with the family and with the patient is how to just do you like be yourself be open and you know share what you can to just almost kind of empathize or be a part of them because even being in the hospital they don't want to just always talk about their illnesses they don't want to just always be about it's just my sickness or my disease or whatever I am they want to live a normal life so for you as a patient care tech how do you help because you say you work in a children's hospital. So how do you help children as a patient care check not feel like they are there because of their illnesses? What other things do you do outside of just providing the care that they need? Do you participate in their activities with them? Do you, I heard you were saying that you have to get them ready for school. Mm. What other things do you help do um, to help these kids? Man, so I think you have to um, try to make it as normal. Like inter- I interact with my kids like they like we like I was picking them up for school. I was getting them ready. Like we're not even in a hospital. That's, that's a whole nother thought process as far as mm. I'm concerned. Like, Hey, come on. We getting up. Once you get to know once, and that's the beauty of like knowing your patient because no patient's the same. Right. And so like the way you would interact with one of them, even if they're similar, you can't necessarily just assume that you're going to do the same thing to the, to the other one. And it's going to work out the way that you want it to. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so the better you can, the, the more you can learn about your patient and learn how they are in the mornings. Like you work with them a couple of days in a row or, you, and it, you know, this is why communication with other employees is so important. Yes. Because your coworkers can tell you, Hey, I do this, this, he doesn't like this, this works with them. Don't even think about trying this. <laughs> Mom gets here at this time. You know what I mean? Like you can save yourself so many headaches by communicating with your coworkers and just keeping it fresh. Like what's important family history, like, Hey, they went through this and I would, I would try to avoid bringing up this type of conversation. Like, you know, why shoot yourself in the foot when you're trying to start a conversation about family and find and you didn't know that that family members just passed away a couple weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like wow. that's not a conversation you want to have right now. I think um, what I love to do, man, is I just like, I like to, well, especially with kids, I like to just joke around with them. I like to make them feel normal, quote unquote mm-hmm. normal. As in, I don't like to focus on the fact that they have a medical problem and that's why they're here. Like, yeah, I'm going to acknowledge it because we are at a hospital, but mm-hmm. I'm here to met, to like mess with you, talk to you. You're, if you function and you can communicate with me, we're talking. And if you can't, we're talking. I'm going to have a conversation with you like, <laughs> like you're responding to me. And the parents, like, especially <laughs> when they first come in, they look at me like, why are you talking to this kid who's non-responsive? Like, they don't talk. Bump that. I don't care what none of y'all say. Every kid deserves the respect to have a communication and be acknowledged when you walk into that room. Yes. That's, that's the right thing to do. Yes. You know, and, and you know what? A lot of these kids and a lot of these patients, man, they can hear you and they can understand, but they cannot communicate. Yeah. They like you more when you treat them like a like a person yeah we all deserve to be treated like a person Come on, and baby. i don't care what anybody says i've had so many patients that the family members are like they like you like this person likes you i don't know why they don't like nobody and i'm <laughs> telling you right now it's because i do that 
That is I've had so many patients say that I look them in the eyes and I'm like, I know you understand me. And I, and I tell them, I know you understand me. I know you're in there. We're going to talk. I'm going to talk to you. And if you find a way to figure out whatever you want to tell me, whether it's blinking your eyes or making a moan, we'll communicate. That and is you look for so it. beautiful. Oh my gosh. Like you are bringing me to And it tears. works. Dude. That is so beautiful. It works. And, that. and that's why I'm passionate about it. You know what I mean? I you know? commend you for being so transparent right now because you are not talking about a role anymore. You are definitely talking as if this is your life. This is who you are. And I love that because being a patient care tech is more than just the role. It's more than just assisting the nurses to help with the vital signs and, and the INOs and all that. It's more than helping take the patient to an activity class or to a x-ray or to surgery. It's more than that. And what I'm hearing you speak with so much genuosity is the fact that you are involved with these families. You are involved with the kids. Even the ones that you say don't respond, you show them so much respect and so much dignity by even communicating with them. And I love that you are highlighting this about your role because it is more than just a task. This is truly what you are called to do. I mean, I just hear it in your voice and it just makes me so excited to hear that. And I kind of want you to tell me when you got into this role, what was your certification expectations? Did you already, you know, become mm. a certified nurse um, assistant? Did you have to take those courses or did you already start this journey? And then while you were a patient care tech, you got certified. How did you really get to be full blown in this role certification wise? Okay. That's a very good question. Um, I became, when I first started working, especially at this hospital that I work at now, um, I was, was what is called a support tech. So I didn't do, um, I did a lot of the same things I do now, uh, as in like making beds. I restocked a lot of stuff. You restock the whole unit, you make the beds, you help the nursing staff and anything they need. Uh, I worked evening shifts. So, uh, a lot of times I did a lot of extra things that didn't really fall under the umbrella, like fixing TVs, beds, trying to figure out cause, um, you know, a lot of people just aren't there. So we have to kind of figure it out ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, engineering wise and all that good stuff not that there wasn't people there to help but they're busy doing their own stuff so you kind of learn to like figure it out right mm-hmm. and so after Teamwork. several years right and because we're a team right like yeah. everybody needs to help everybody get this job done that's how we are, are efficient you know mm-hmm. and um anyway so you fast forward to like four years later I'm like, okay, it's, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm very comfortable in it. And um, I had a job opportunity come up. One of my bosses presented it to me. She said, hey, this this position is opening up. I know you say you want to get into nursing. Why don't you get certified in this and um, see how you feel? And I said, that awesome. Sounds great. Thank you very much for the opportunity. What do I need to do? So she said, you know, get certified, figure it out, and then we'll get you in the position, you know. Mm. Great. Sounds good. So um, I'm starting to look. I'm starting to look. And there's several schools that provide it. Obviously, you want to make sure they're state certified and that they're actually going to be able to take a state exam afterwards so that you can get certified. Mm-hmm. Because they're not just selling you bogus classes. They won't do anything for you. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm like nervous because I can't get into one that like works in my time frame. Mm-hmm. And I go up to a nurse, uh, a friend of mine, and I'm telling her the situation. She's like, Really? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh no, we got to find something. I'll, I'm going to look like, 
we would much rather have you fill this position than, you know, some new person because we know you and we know how you work. So long story short, it's um, like a month course, it's seven days a week. You know, you're taking tests every week and uh, the last week is uh, clinicals. So if you can pass that class, then you can take a state exam. I get in the class, it's rough because it's like eight hours on the day and then you come do your eight hours at night and then try, fit, you know, fitting in, studying for your classes. Yeah, you know some of the stuff, but, you know, uh, fortunately, but at the same time, you're learning a lot of things that you don't really, like, You le- I learned, like, wh- what I need to do. I didn't learn, like, necessarily why I need to do it until I was taking this class, and it's like, oh, well, that makes sense. And so, you know, that was that was a good experience, and it was kind of like a realization of, like, oh, yeah, like, there's a reason why you have to get certified for this stuff, you know? That was good. Um, so how many so a, months did it take for you to get certified as a CNA? Now, my CNA course was one month. Oh, okay, good. But you can do, yeah, yeah. So that one worked out perfect for me because you take the you take the class, you get out, you um, you have a year to do the the exam, I t- or as soon as possible. So I took mine within like two weeks. 50 to 70 questions and then you do um you have like 10 scenarios and you have to you get like three of them or four of them that you have to reenact and so uh, which they teach you those things in class and then uh if and when you pass it then um you get a you know you get a um a printout a fact saying hey you passed your your exams and then when you um within like a month you get your certification so once you get that paperwork saying yes i'm certified you're able to start looking for a job or if let's say you had already started a job and said hey you need to be certified within so many so much time then you're able to give it to them and have it certified you know make it official you got this done under two months you were able to take your course take your exam and boom you certified as a cna right and that was amazing for me because i it not only provided, um, you know, a different job title, which was, uh, you know, always nice, but it gave me more experience. It opened me up to different experiences, like charting, actually taking vital signs, um, you know, getting a little more hands-on and like really seeing what nurses do because, you know, you're not really paying too much attention if you're not in there with them and, you know, doing everything, like seeing how it affects what your work, how your work affects theirs, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the key, right? Because you don't, like we've said before, like you don't really know until you're, you know, elbows deep in it to really know like what people have to go through in their position, right? Yes, yes. And so it's always easier to speculate. Like I've always respected nursing, but like, man, nurses do so much and don't get a lot of credit for it. Everybody always says, it's nice to be appreciated for what you do. Yes. And I think that's a, a big note, you know? Like for me, fortunately, um, for me, a thank you goes a long way. And just being noted like, hey, man, it really helped me a lot like, when you went and did this for me, even though I know you didn't have to. And that's good that you highlighted that because I feel like there's also a misconception about, you know, CNAs or patient care techs or um, patient care assistant. I think there's a misconception that, you know, we feel or we as me being a nurse that we, you know, don't appreciate you guys or, you know, like you guys do so much and we don't care and we hand off all the hard work to you guys and stuff like that. I hate that misconception because I kid you not, I started from the bottom up. I started off as an extern, then I turned, I then went, became a nurse tech, and then I was a new graduate nurse, and then I was experienced nurse. So I went through all the stages from the bottom up, and I kid you not, I could not be the extraordinary nurse or the best nurse or the rock star nurse without my PCA, without my, um, my assistants or my CNAs. I could not because for me to be a nurse, it's not about you. 
it is truly about the collaboration, the teamwork. It takes a team. It truly mm-hmm. takes a team to heal a patient, period. So if I am like swamped at my work, I've got all this stuff going on and da 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 and my patient care tech handles one thing for me, I'm like, God bless you. Thank you so much. Because you have no idea how it feels to when you are working alone versus you have someone who has your back. And I always feel like the patient care techs or the CNAs, they were our second eyes, you know? So we could be handling one thing, but they would be our second eyes. So if anything happened, like, yo, Toby, I really want you to look at this patient. I just took their blood pressure and it's ridiculously high. I would not have known that if I was already in another patient's room doing something completely different, you know? So there is just no way that one field or one area should feel entitled or feel better than another area because we are truly a team. You cannot be an extraordinary nurse by yourself. That's impossible. Like period. It is a teamwork in all aspects of healthcare. So I love that you brought that up. I mean, that was really, really big. So what are some of the challenges that you face in this role? Because yes, we can, you know, I I love all the highlights that we've talked about. I loved about, you know, everything with being there for the family, being there for the patient, being there for the nurse. But what are some of the challenges that you do face um, in this role? And um, tell me about it. And how do you overcome that? She said, yes, Lord. Yes, I did. Bring it up. Challenging, man. Um, I think everybody's going to have their, you're going to have like work, like hospital challenges, right? And then you're going to have like your personal challenges. So what the things that you have to overcome, your insecurities and, you know, your lack of confidence. And and I think that those are some major, like more major than anything that you're going to come up through and work. Mm-hmm. because um, for example I'm going to be completely transparent like when I I was a support tech for four and a half years before I started being a PCT and um, man I came in the PCT mode like got this ain't nothing you can tell me like obviously I'm going to be humble but like I'm not scared like I got this you know mm-hmm. like it's just a different position I have to learn and I'm going to move forward you know mm-hmm. and when I tell you that I had the roughest first six months ever like I felt lost like, I felt like I didn't even, like, what am I doing in this position? Wow. And it wasn't that I didn't uh, know, like, how to give, you know, like, patient care. I knew how to do that stuff. But it was just, like, a total different realization. Like, I had never charted before, so I didn't really understand the charting system. Although it wasn't difficult to pick up. Epic mm-hmm. is actually very simple. I just struggled a lot with it because of, like, time management, right? Like, I thought I had time management unlocked until I had, like... Mm-hmm the responsibilities just built up, you know what I mean? Compared to what I was doing before. Yeah. And so it's like, you want to do a good job. Right. And so like the pressure was really pressure. I put on myself of like, I'm not doing things to a level that I like to do them at. And so what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? Like how, mm-hmm. why am I not getting, why is this not transition thing get smoothly? And to the point to where my like personality changed for a while, where I was like mm-hmm. super game face, super serious, where I'm really much more of a, happy-go-lucky, like, shh, like I'll, we'll figure it out. It's not the end of the world. Everything's going to be all right. We're going to keep moving, you know? And that's yeah. really my mentality on most. And so my heart, the hardest part for me was, the biggest challenges was, like, getting out of my own way, putting my pride aside of, like, thinking that I should be doing better yeah. instead of appreciating the fact that I'm, that I'm not where I was where I was before, right? Like, this is a beautiful opportunity to, to work, do something different. I am learning. I am not horrible at what I do. I'm just not where I want to be, and mm-hmm. I, but I will be. Nurses do the same thing too. We make our mistakes, right. but those mistakes help us remember 
what not to do wrong the next time. It's like your mistakes help you be conditioned to catch what you missed the first time. That's why it's a mistake. You missed it. Right. So this time you're not going to because you've missed it the first time. Now you're going to be more alert and more aware and more conscious of it. So that's good. I love that you yeah. highlighted that. I mean, that's amazing. So what advice can you give someone who is interested in being in your role as a patient care tech? What advice would you give them? Like, how would they start? Like, hey, I want to be a patient care tech. David, give me your advice. How do I do that? I think there's going to be a couple different um, ways to do it. For one, I would highly recommend shadowing. See if you can get into a hospital, shadow nurse, and see if, for one, you even want to be elbow deep in the stuff that you got to be in as a, as a medical professional. Elbow deep. Because no that's why. Because we used to have some elbow deep no situations. <laughs> <laughs> that's real talk we, real talk you're gonna be in some stuff that you do not want to even talk about with anybody who's not a medical professional because nobody else is gonna get it nope. there are some what inappropriate jokes that the only that we find funny, funny. <laughs> that's why I said elbow you know, and no pun intended <laughs> Because <laughs> real talk, you're gonna get into some stuff. You might as well own a couple pairs. Get yourself a couple pairs of shoes. Couple pairs of scrubs. One pair away. You're gonna have to leave one out in the garage. Okay. Scrub. You might as well find out where OR keeps their extra scrubs because you don't need a pair. Basically. You don't need a pair. And, Make um, sure you wear some goggles because sometimes lights try to jump and hit you in the eye. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I was just thinking about that. Sorry, I was like. T, are we going to talk about it? Are we going to talk about it? Well, since uh, you brought okay. it up. So it was time. <laughs> since you brought it up, there was a time, there was a, there was a time where uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know. You know how you don't know? And then when you know, you know how to play the next time. So we were taking, I was taking care of a patient. Oh, yeah. Who had lice. And of course, I had to help, you know, do lice treatments because that's a part of a nurse. We're taking care of you. So if you have lice, we're going to give you lice. I know what we do, yeah. Right, take it out. So, of course, we have our, our, our protective gear on. You know, I have my um, PPE on. I have my gloves on. And um, I have a cap on because you, you want to wear a cap. Make sure, you know, none of the lice jumps at you and get in your hair. So I'm helping this uh-huh, patient uh-huh. in the bathroom. I'm combing this patient's hair out. I'm combing it. And I mean, the lice were just everywhere. I have never seen lice up close Dre- in my life like this. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I am African-American, <laughs> so I have never Dre- dealt with Dre- lice. <laughs> Very disrespectful. Ah. I'm African American. I've never dealt with lice. I, I, the last thing I remember about lice was back in school when they would part your hair and make sure you ain't got lice. And I'm black. I ain't got it. So that's all I knew. But uh, uh, not hey, today. Uh, FYI, a conversation to be had later on with fellow coworkers about it because we did anyway. Oh, good. If you didn't know, now you know. Now you know, right? So right. I'm combing the hair out. I'm combing the the lice product out of the child's hair, trying to comb out all these lice because there was so much in there. And I kid you not, it was like shaking a hornet's nest. These lice were mad. They were like disrespectfully mad. Like they were jumping everywhere. And as I'm combing her hair, one lice literally jumped and hit me in my glasses. I thank the Lord that I had my glasses on. But I don't know where it went, though. You know, it jumped out at me, but I don't know if it fell on my cloth. I, I just didn't know. And, and, I, and you know, I, I couldn't do anything. I, I, was, I was scared. Oh, my God. And the sad thing was... Hey, did you hear the beep when it <laughs> And the funny thing is, you can't... Of course, I'm like... Now I'm freaking out, but I am a nurse first. 
then I'm Toby and freaking out second. So I'm still staying as professional as possible, combing out her hair, letting her know everything's okay. Yeah, oh, honey, your hair is so beautiful. Mind you, I'm still having post-traumatic stress about a lice that just hit me in the eye and I don't know where it is and I'm scared. Um, <laughs> so we kind of wrap up the treatment a little quicker than, uh, than expected. Wrapped it up, braided the girl hair, and I was like, all right. So um, I'm going to have this patient care tech take you to your room. The moment that child left the bathroom, I think I almost went butt naked. I ran out. I was like, oh my God, somebody give me some scrubs from the OR. I think I have lice on me. It was one of the most scariest <laughs> events in nursing. I, I just, yeah. So that's my story about um, the lice. Yeah, I want, I want to. Glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I want to uh, I want to throw a little piece of that story that you uh, left out. Oh, I did. I did. Because it was, it was, it was this situation from my point of view. Okay, go ahead. Take two. I just happened to be the tech. I happened <laughs> to be the tech that you were talking to. <laughs> and my timing couldn't have been any more perfect because I happened to be passing by when that light hit you in the eye. <laughs> and I could hear you freaking out in the restroom. <laughs> you were calm, but you were like, that lice hit me in the eye. <laughs> and like, I'm passing by, I'm like, did Toby just say a lice hit her in the eye? <laughs> and and I, the door opens and you're like, D, D, real talk, a lice just hit me in the eye. <laughs> I need you to go down there and give me some scrubs. <laughs> like that, like right now, because I need to change when I'm done with this. <laughs> and then <laughs> I said, Say no more, fam. Say, Say no, no more. more. Went out there, grab, grab your scrubs, came back, and you're like, hey, the patient's ready. Can you take her back to her room? I said, well, let's swap out. Tag, you're it. Here's your scrubs. Give me the patient. And, uh, and then I took the patient to the room. But it was pure happy chance. That's the best part of the story. Like, I just happened to walk by at the time of this. I'm it's telling you. It was so funny. <laughs> I'm telling you, if that wasn't and one she of handled, the, she handled it like a queen. I'll tell you that much. Nobody else could have done it right my way. If I, I tell you not, if you didn't come through, I, people don't understand what it means to have a PCT or a, a CNA have your back. David, you had my back that day, yo. Like, I don't know what in God's heaven sent you to walk past <laughs> the moment that lights hit me, but the moment it did, you came through. Oh, you came through. We got to though. Like we we truly have to, you know, for each other. That's that's the whole point, and that's what I enjoy about this story. All jokes aside, and fun experiences that you get to have with other people. Like we have to support each other. We're there for you know to make this happen. And we shared that story about the lights. But you were about to say another thing about um, if someone was interested in this role, the advice that you would give them. And you were uh, wrapping that up, and I cut you off because the lights oh. glasses, and then we fell off. Oh, no worries. <laughs> You know, volunteer, follow people, make sure that's really what you want to do. If you decide that it is, find a program. Find a program that's best for you. You know, um, one of the things you want to keep in mind uh, or do some research on is like what jobs a PCT, a CNA, MA um, can get and what the pay is and make sure you're comfortable with that and make sure that you um, are willing to because a lot of uh, CNAs, you know, or PCTs, we're, we're going to get jobs at um, retirement homes or um, pretty much retirement homes or hospitals, really. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, you'll get lucky and you'll do like a home health or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But you have to know what that entails and you have to know that, you know, be comfortable with yourself. Like, yes, I'm, I'm good with getting this kind of experience. Or set yourself up with a job if, you're, if possible. You know, if you know somebody who 
a nursing friend or whatever can get you a job as a PCT or whatever, then you get certified and you, you know, you, while you're getting certified, you go and get your face and your name known, you know, say hello to the management, introduce yourself, you know, try to get to know some of the other nursing staff, see if they can give you any advice because a lot of places it's knowing people. It's not always the case, but a lot of times knowing somebody will always will help you. Yes. Networking is important. Where you want to be. Networking is important. And networking is very important. I love that. Yeah. Be yourself and have fun. Enjoy what you do. Enjoy the people that that are around you. Because this can be a stressful job, but it can be so enjoyable and so rewarding. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Toby Talks. And I know there was a lot of laughter at the end because look, when a life hits you in the eye, you really have to reevaluate your life and figure out what's going on. And at that moment, I did. (laughs) But anyways, I really hope that this um, episode inspired you to pursue your dream as a CNA if that's truly what you want to do. And it also can help bridge that path for you to enter nursing. There is no path that's correct or easy. So I really hope that David was able to drop a little bit of wisdom and information for you. Like I said, Toby Talks is always here and we love to hear from you. So feel free to send us an email, tobytalks at tobytodge.com. That's tobytalks at tobytodge.com. I hope you guys tune in for episode nine. You don't want to miss this. You definitely want to hear how you can be a clinical educator. That's right. With only two years or less as an experienced nurse. This is awesome. I love the guests that I'm going to share with you next time. So you don't want to miss out. All right. I'll be talking to you guys later.